so this episode was originally a live stream that I did directly to Twitter. Now, being the genius that I am, I did not record this with my recording device. So the only thing I have is the stream feed that I was able to pull that back from. However, I did say some very interesting things in it that I don't really want to just scrap all of the information and you might find this interesting. Now, this particular episode is more so about shifting from a fairly unbanked society, which is Jamaica, People technically don't have the greatest access to the banking system and they operate primarily by cash. However, there is a massive push to become a cashless society within Jamaica. Of course, by doing so, the government is not pushing crypto. I wish they were, but what they are pushing is a CBDC, which is operated by the Central Bank of Jamaica. So this is a preview of things that is coming to the world. This is not the first CBDC that has rolled out. However, they've been pushing it hardcore. And this is not directly an NFT related conversation, but it's within the whole crypto conversation. And that is why I'm going to share it on this feed because I want you to know that some things are coming down the pipeline that I think you should be very aware of. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real world value. The transition to a cashless Jamaica sounds like a wonderful thing on paper. I absolutely love the idea because Jamaica is a typically a underbanked country. People are not necessarily in the banking system compared to, say, the U.S., England and so forth. It is very different. And that is a lot of the case around the developing world. So if you're interested in this topic, just looking up the underbanked, even in some very developed nations, you'd be surprised to see what the statistics are. But as far as what Jamaica is going with this cashless push that they're making, I wish it were to crypto because I absolutely love crypto. I love Bitcoin, ETH and so forth. So that area would be great. And I think that is the great equalizer, the great opportunity. Crypto is for the people. It is decentralized and it is not governed top down and has the properties to have inflation. The government can go with their wild spending and so forth. And that is why I like something, for example, such as Bitcoin. So if you are not familiar with the whole Whole thing how Bitcoin is set up. I highly recommend this book called The Bitcoin Standard. Goes through the entire history of currencies and why Bitcoin came into being and why it's even relevant. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but I highly recommend that you just do that. Check it out because all currencies fail, every single one of them. Every one of them through history has gone to zero. The government, whoever is printing this currency or creating the currency, figures out some way how to shave it off and more money is thrown into the system. The prices of things go up and the value goes down. Whether that means a physical currency such as a gold coin when they figure out how to hollow it out so that way that country can then have more gold coins, but they have lead or something of that nature in the center today when the vast majority of currency is not even printed. It is digital. So with this whole thing, going to a cashless society, the vast majority of transactions around the world is cashless. When you're using your debit card, PayPal, whatever it might be, it is a cashless transaction for the most part. It's not like we're trading dollars over the counter or anything of that nature. So that is nothing new. But the issue that I have, the difference between a CBDC and a cryptocurrencies, they're really night and day. The only thing that they have in common is that there's nothing physical to go back and forth. And in the case of CBDC, it's no different than the actual government dollar. For the most part, it is a central bank that is issuing them. However, 
there are some drawbacks that I don't necessarily like about CBDCs, right? So my criticism earlier, all the things that I was saying, it was really in that direction that no, I have no issue that Jamaica or any other country wants to go digital, wants to go cashless. I think that is absolutely amazing. However, the transition to a CBDC is something that I am very reluctant to do. And as far as what's happening, even in the US with Fed now, they're doing all sorts of dancing back and forth, but pretty much it's going towards a CBDC. And the difference between a cryptocurrency where it is a decentralized system and it is no central authority for the most part is authorizing this once, especially once it gets to the level of a Bitcoin where it's there's no CEO, there's no headquarters, there is no direct board of directors that can really change how this thing goes. It is not monitored by the Federal Reserve or the Bank of Jamaica or the Bank of Switzerland or whatever it might be, right? So that's my issue with it. But then there's even a more of a, I guess you would say, darker side to that. Before I even go into that, I want to say CBDCs are actually not new. The Bahamas has the sand dollar. They have, of course, here in Jamaica, the Jamdex or the what they're referring to many different nicknames for it. But Jamdex, Jamaica, digital exchange. Then, of course, you have the digital yuan, which is probably the most actually not probably is definitely the most used digital currency all around the world. And that's the one that really shows how things can take a dark turn. But before I get to the dark turn, let's talk about the pros. The good reasons why these things will be pushed and promoted and so forth is for number one, there's no fees, right? There is very fast transactions. The banking system that we have today is slow. It is expensive. It's inefficient. You have to go through many intermediaries. So if the funds are coming directly from the central bank, from one person to the other, then it's just that much quicker and it cuts out all of the different branches, the intermediaries and so forth. So that is like the positive side of it. Then, of course, there is lesser opportunity for crime. People like to stay even within crypto. There's a lot of criminals running around. But by far, the worst thing to do is do crime with a digital track record, right? Even if it is a credit card statement, if it is a coin transaction, for example, all the information is there. So criminals using that is not really the best method. And you can see people who are still getting caught for Bitcoin heist from 10, 15 years ago. It's because that doesn't go away. So now with a central bank digital currency, it's the same thing, except it's a central bank. So imagine cash with a transaction history of every single dollar. That's basically what a CBDC is. So when it comes to everything that you'd see, all right, with a central bank, they, it really mitigates a lot of the issues that you would have with what we have in crypto. For example, if someone is scammed, there is no refund. It's not like you can call up your bank and get a chargeback as we would do with our credit cards and debit cards. But with a CBDC, since it's centrally controlled by the central bank, if there is fraud, if there is any kind of theft or anything of that nature, then it's easily tracked and reversed. So just imagine you have a, a wallet with your CBDC, someone robs you and puts that into their bank account, which has all their information and anything related to that transaction in there for that central bank to track it. They can reverse that. And then of course the authorities can track down that criminal. So if you get held at gunpoint, just turn over your cell phone and make that transaction. Okay. All the records are going to be there. So that is the positive side of it. But of course there is a negative side, the darker side. And that is why I'm I'm so reluctant to it because yeah, nothing is purely bad or purely good. 
but then there are certain things. Now, first and foremost, you can do certain things like expiring money. So let's say they want to do a stimulation package for the economy. They can say, okay, these funds could be issued to a particular citizen, but it could only be put into construction. It could only be put into groceries. It could only be put into the healthcare system, whatever it might be. And it has to be used within 90 days or it expires because they want to spark that sector of the economy or whatever it might be. It can only be used in a certain region of the country because that is the area where we need to boost that particular local economy, whatever it might be. So those are the type of restrictions that you can put on a CBDC that you cannot put on cash, right? Cash cannot be tracked. Cash cannot be monitored or anything of that nature. So when it comes to the privacy issues, everything is there. And it will also have that governing body that's over it that can direct how it is spent. So going to the whole thing, as far as when you look at the drug dealers, the thieves, the people that are having ransom and all these different things, usually they do this in cash. Why? Because you don't want a credit card record of some drug deal on the street or some other crime, right? So the same thing with a CBDC, it's gonna be a lot harder to do those negative things, but the privacy is the reason why. It's because everything is tracked, all the information is there, and yes, that is why now we start to really go down that rabbit hole. So the issue with the Chinese Yuan, the I should say the digital Yuan, they've already proven that they can attach a social credit to a particular citizen. So if they are supporting a particular party, a particular agenda or cause with their spending, they're funding certain things, they're donating to certain causes and so forth, then they could be dinged socially and not be able to spend their own money. So you think this is only a crazy thing that could only happen within a authoritative state, a totalitarian government that really dictates every single aspect of people's lives. However, that does happen to in the Western world in much subtler ways. Of course, we know how social media is and such and the algorithms and those things and they shadow ban and block and all that stuff. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about companies that actually affect the way other companies then spend their dollars and transact. And if you're familiar with a company called BlackRock, I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole, but definitely you should research it. They have this thing where basically the companies that they invest in are graded on their social score. And there is a great documentary on Netflix, or I should say on YouTube that dictates or describes how they dictated the content that would be affected by what Netflix is putting out. So if you're interested in that, go down that rabbit hole. But anyways, every company that they have a stake in, they rank them socially to whatever agenda it might be. This could be good, this could be bad. But again, it's just saying that these funds, how these companies are ran, and how they're affected, how their stock prices move has a lot to do with BlackRock's values. Now, if these are good values, awesome. If they're bad values, then you have a problem. So that's what happens in the Western world. Now, if a government does that same thing using a CBDC, then that's where I start to say things can get really shaky very quickly. And what we're seeing with AI, that's why I think now things are going to really come together really cool, cool for the bad and the good. So with AI, we know analyzing data and all that stuff, we have so much data at our fingertips. It's not a matter of finding data or having the data. It's being able to track it down and figure this stuff out. So in case you're not familiar with what I said earlier, how they're tracking down all these crypto criminals and so forth that did transactions and thefts and scams 10 years ago and they're catching them now it's because that blockchain the record everything is there so now with ai being able to really sift through all of that data with that it's even more 
data when it comes to CBDC. So now if all the country's currencies is on this system, just imagine a massive blockchain that's basically like everyone adopting a particular blockchain and transacting only on that and everything is logged. Right now we have different banks, we have different credit card systems, we have currencies, we have all sorts of different ways. So it is a lot harder to track things down. It's possible, but a lot harder. But now with everything going to a CBDC, a central bank digital currency, well, combining that with AI to sift through data, well, it could go crazy pretty quickly. So that is why I say, uh, you know, I'm for crypto, for the people, decentralization and all that. But a CBDC, I'm not for that. It's going to be very interesting as far as how they are working with this, because CBDCs being adopted to a country such as Jamaica, that's what I was speaking about earlier, is it's very interesting because we know that Jamaica is underbanked. As I said, a lot of countries around the world are underbanked, especially once you step out of the top, say, 10, 15, 20 countries as far as GDP and development and so forth, right? So why would they be pushing a CBDC in those countries and how are they expecting to do adoption? So this whole thought was sparked by a article that I read that said Jamaica was starting to have or going to have taxis have the CBDCs in them and it would cut down on thefts and make things easier and making change and all those things sounds great. So how is that going to be brought on? If you're familiar with marketing, there is a, a term called problem agitate solution. And I was introduced by this from a guy by the name of Russell Brunson. If you're not familiar with him, he's just one of the best marketers that I possibly know. I don't know if he invented that phrase or whatever it is, but you can see that even throughout history, problem agitate solution. So there is always problems. So agitate that problem, meaning make it a bigger problem than it is, and then presenting the solution and people will gladly accept that. Earlier, I did a live stream, just my rough thoughts, speaking about all the different things that's going on and so forth. And I said with robberies and different things, scams, all sorts of things are happening within the world outside of crypto and Web3 and all the stuff that I'm speaking about right now. So as we're seeing with Jamaica, how they're going to get that adoption to go forth it's by creating a problem they're going to or highlighting a problem they're going to agitate the problem and then present the solution in the form of cbdc's so how is that going to do if the banks are going cashless if the atms are breaking down if the credit card machines are not working if all these different factors are creating more agitation more frustration when the solution the cbdc is presented it seems like the savior now this might seem like a far fetched thing but if you just google this one real quick see how Digicel, which is one of the largest cell phone carriers within Central America and the Caribbean and what have you, how they basically got a monopoly overnight in the country of Haiti is by the same exact formula, right? So after that massive earthquake that happened, how a lot of the foreign aids were coming through, a particular organization that was ran by one of the US politicians, I'm not going to name that, start up that right now, but it was all funded through this particular charity. And the only way to get that was if you texted your particular number from a Digicel phone. So Digicel was a minority company within the country, but basically overnight, they basically got like a 90 plus percent share of the market. Why? Because the problem was there. People wanted funds and aid and so forth. Now it was agitated this time by a natural disaster, right? But then the solution was presented, okay, get your aid only through Digicel. And of course, Digicel CEO was a partner and friends with that particular politician that was distributing the aid. So it was very easy for them to partner. Boom, overnight, Haiti became Digicel 
country, right? So now when it comes to any country adopting anything, any kind of mass adoption, it's really the same exact thing over and over. If you look through history, there is a problem. Someone agitates that problem somehow, whether it's presentation through marketing or there is actually some sort of bottleneck. You look through all the industrialists through the 19th century, they usually did shortages and all sorts of different things to then come in as a savior and make that presentation. So tying all this together now, how is a country that is underbanked, not just Jamaica, but anywhere, going to transition to a cashless society? I personally believe it's going to be, there's going to be so many problems that they can orchestrate through the current system that the CBDC is going to be the savior. And you want to look at social security benefits, unemployment benefits, anything of that nature. If they're distributed strictly through the CBD system of whatever country, guess what's going to happen? People are going to adopt it. So as reluctant as people might be to change, and it doesn't matter which country you are, how backwards they might think they are, and so forth, I think they're going to adopt this whole CDB, CBDC thing. And when you pair that up with AI, it could quickly look like the movie Minority Report. And that's where I'm like, eh, I don't like it. But anyways, I know this might sound like a conspiracy theory to some people, but you can just look it up, look through all the different histories, currencies all failing, look through what's happening with them tracking down all these scams and th threats from 10 years ago, all these things that you would call the wild west of crypto with all these scammers, they're getting caught. Why? There is a record. So I think it is great that we're going cashless in one regard, but I also take it with a grain of salt, right? I'm very skeptical about it. So love to hear your thoughts on that, how things are going, but also I don't want to litimize or what's the word? Minimize the great things that is happening within tech, even here in Jamaica, right? I don't want to make it sound like we're this is you know completely backwards country. There's some great things going on, great organizations that have crypto education and events that are going on, such as CaribDAO. You have Kingston Beta doing all sorts of things in tech. You have Tech Beach Retreat. There's a lot of things happening within the greater tech space and within crypto in the Caribbean. So I don't want to minimize that. Don't want to take away from that. But what I want to say is I am for crypto and I'm not for CBDCs. And as slow as we are as to adoption and all those things that I said, I think we're gonna adopt it fairly quickly. And people think I'm crazy, but give it five years. And I think the majority of people's benefits and transactions are gonna be done on these CBDCs. So love to hear your thoughts and comments on that. Please feel free to reach out to me either in the comment section or of course, the typical things that I use for the podcast, email me, Information will be in the show notes if you're watching this or listening to this via the podcast. So thanks for listening as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.